in a world where creativity has no monetary value, where the Disney Federation reigns supreme, two aspiring filmmakers, tired of being overlooked, decide to play the game, but with a caveat. Here, stale movie franchises will remain in title only, reimagined for a new audience, story, plot, all completely redefined. This is Reboot. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Reboot, a podcast series where we'll take an iconic film or TV show and reimagine it in a completely different manner in which it was originally released. Genres will be crossed, characters will be compromised, and your favorite memories of these storied films may or may not be bastardized. Oh yes, this is Reboot. I am your co-host Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the Mal. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, Mal, what's going on? Happy Ash Wednesday to all of our listeners out there. We're here with you. Where are my Catholic listeners at? <laughs> Exactly, we stand in solidarity. We are silent in uh, solidarity. Yeah, I'm not Catholic fool. Okay, okay, good to know, good to know. All right, well, without further ado, let's get into it, yeah? Rules of the reboot. Number one, we are each presenting a fresh concept of an existing intellectual property, be it a film or TV show, hence the name Reboot. Number two. Number two. Each participant will have the opportunity to pitch their idea, and it's up to the audience to decide whose project will get the reboot. reboot. Number three. Your reboot must try to be as opposite to the original film as possible. That means the rating, genre, cast, director. Try and do a 180, okay? And number four. Most importantly, be weird, get creative, because that is the most essential component, and may the best reboot win. Okay, now for the film for today's episode. And now, our feature presentation. I wanted to try something a little bit different this time. Something that has lost a little bit of its mystique, right, Malv? Yeah, or maybe didn't even have one, you know? Something needed to be reinvigorated. Mm -hmm. So studios, the industry loves rebooting things that we constantly see over and over again. So we were trying to change it up for you guys, our audience here, and bring up a film that many of you may or may not know at all. You know? I think many of you have not heard of this film. Let's get to it. <laughs> the film for today's reboot is the 1990 comic book adaptation, Dick Tracy. Uh? That's right. That is the Warren Beatty-directed adaptation of a comic book detective known as Dick Tracy. Calling Dick Tracy. Calling Dick Tracy. Let's give you the original logline real quick. The comic strip detective finds his life vastly complicated when Breathless Mahoney makes advances toward him while he is trying to battle Big Boy Caprice's united mob. Ooh. This was originally rated PG. It was an action comedy crime film. It was originally released, at least in the United States, the 15th of June, 1990. Right when I was born. Year right. of. The year of, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was 31 years ago, almost. Let's talk about the movie then. Oh, yeah. Just, no. just our first interactions with it. I had only seen this movie probably two times before rewatching it. I didn't remember a lot of it. I'm with you. I'm hands down with you. I've only seen it a handful of times, but I do remember as a child seeing it. You know what I'm talking yes, about? Like, yes, yes, yes. I you know, know what you're saying. I was like, yeah, I've seen this. Oh, I remember Dick Tracy like you. I'm watching. I'm like, 
when the fuck did this happen? <laughs> like, yeah, right? I, I guess the main thing that I remember from this is actually not even Dick Tracy himself. It's more of the kid. Kid? Kid. Played by a young actor named Charlie Corsmo. I recognized him through Hook. He, yeah. was, he was young Jack and Hook. Run home, Jack! Run home, Jack! Run home, Jack! Run home, Jack! I needed your help with that. I was like, where do I know this boy from? Yeah, he was from, he was from Hook, and he was also from, um, I think it was... Not 10 Things I Hate About You. Can't Hardly Wait, mm. the 90s uh, teen film. But yeah, The Kid is what originally drew me into this. There was a lot of heavy, heavy Batman 89 influences when I was watching this, right? It had to be, right? Because Batman was the first exploded superhero movie, so everybody jumps on the bandwagon. Yeah, this was Batman was 89. This was 90, at least like from immediately the score. The way it was shot, it feels like it was shot not really at location. It was studio sets. So the way the camera you know, was you're set up. saying that right now is jogging my mind with uh, the Batman. I love the, you know, the thing. It, it kind of reminds me a lot of the chase scenes are like oh, a yeah. lot, you know, like a lot of the Batman scenes and a lot of the Dick Tracy chase scenes feel the same, especially because they're kind of the same era ish. And they're you know, still but the in style, that style, yeah. that fast pace, but that weird fast pace style. I can't understand it. What I'm seeing is Tim Burton when, uh, the Batmobile shoots out and then like that sequence is a lot of what Dick Tracy feels like. One thing that is not influenced by that is the color palette. Love it. This was a little bit too Jimboree for me. You know what I mean? I loved it. I loved it. We talked about this off air. Yes, I I know Jimboree too. I used to play that too. I was a Jimboree boy. Hashtag Jimboree boys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Jimboree or just the the color palette for this. There was very primary colors. Very bright yellow, bright green, red, blue. Yeah, it was beautiful. I think that's was, a highlight of the film. It was actually a little bit. I think that was a detriment. I mean, it, it, each person is his own style. It was mm. his own style. I'll give it that. But between that and it, was this a kid's movie? Was it too cheesy to be a kid's movie? Was it too subject matter, mature to be to be an adult's movies or vice versa? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no I get you. It, it was a lot of mishmash. That's why I think it wasn't such a memorable movie. What did we really get from it? Like, I truly remember. I don't know if you want to, you know, talk about this or know, you know, the poster. That's, That's the main truly thing. the only iconic thing from this movie. No offense to all the people, the filmmakers of it. But, you know, we talk about this a lot. All of these other movies we saw as children, we could, you know, verbatim go through it. But this one was the poster. Everybody knows that iconic that, poster. That black you know? poster. Oh. You have that Dick Tracy, like that red font. And then you have like the silhouette of him with like the machine gun, and yeah, hey, that was sick. Dude. Yeah, that was you know sick. that, and that, you got to give it to them for that. I love the color. I know we hate on it, but you, or you hate on it. You didn't really like it. You are a hater. But I like that style. I like trying it out. You know. It was, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that much. And um, you know, Al Pacino, the prosthetic makeups. My <sighs> goodness, God. what was Another that a good performance? A. I'm looking for generals. What do I got? Foot soldiers. I want Dick Tracy. Another A. What are you talking? Another ah, A. Ah, what do you mean? Ah. Well, I love. Well, again, I don't remember this whole movie, but then his role, like you said, it's a mishmash. It depends how you watch it, you know. So I watched it with a little camp flavor in it, you know. I didn't go into this shit like serious, you know, like because it really didn't feel that way, you know. And the I colors think, made it not feel that way. I think the whole, yeah, the whole vibe, and especially like Al Pacino's character, like you're saying, like. And they made him so cartoonish, you know, what yeah. you're saying with the costume and I mean, the costume and the makeup. And they He's do that acting. with a lot of the characters. Yeah. It's very, that, very that over robe, the top. that build, you know, like. It feels like 60s era Adam West Batman as far as like the energy, the energy feeling, yeah. of the villains. Yeah. yeah, good word, good word. One more thing before we do that. The, the, the set design, it was very pop arty. That was really sick too, though. I really like that. So they incorporate kind of that comic book style element 
from the comic book, because this was an original comic book, into the movie set. So it's like you have something, they pull the camera, everything looked cartoonish, even like some of the train I think track that's scenes. that's what gets you out of it. I liked you know, it. That, I liked you that. liked it, but I, I think that's that. what helped get you. I think that's what gets you out because the colors are part of that. Like every room, everything is designed a certain color. So how do you still like it and hate it, bro? Well, we're rebooting it. So we'll see what we do then. <laughs> yeah. Wise ass. And I think it's time for us to get our reboot in. Okay. You want me to go first, or do you want to go first? I don't know. I, I'm always jealous of your log lines. Oh, you're are so always, sweet. How kind of you. I like that. Thank uh, you. I, you I, I try. Go, I try, I too. Try. <laughs> <laughs> what was I said I tried, Mowgli. <laughs> no, Mom, I'm cleaning up my log line. Yeah, <laughs> I'm cleaning up my log line. I love it. Fuck yeah. All right. No, okay, you go okay. first. You okay, go okay, first. Okay. My log line. A little bit of a different story. I'm going to give you my logline. I'll give you my title, and then I'm going to give you what I'm doing with this project. This is different. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. This is outside of the box thinking that I'm doing right here, okay? Haunted by guilt, Dick Tracy, decades removed from being Chicago's famed detective, has finally accepted responsibility in the death of the kid. As he returns to the city, he sees the levels of corruption at an all-time high until he notices someone that reminds him of his past days. Under the guidance of Tracy, the new duo set out to fight crime and restore order in 1960s Chicago. This is The Adventures of Dick Tracy Jr. I like it. You killed the kid? I killed the kid. I'm so sorry. Yo, holy shit, he dead! He was my favorite character. I had to kill him. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I don't want to uh, keep going. I'm sorry. I, don't want to, I was just so shocked again. I had exactly. to be like... So this is is, uh, is an action crime, a little bit psychedelic. I want that 65 in right? No, 60s. 60s, 60s. Yeah. So this is not a movie. I'm making this a TV show. This is our first oh reboot TV God. show. This is going to be at least four seasons, 10 episodes each. I have the rating kind of being a TV-14-ish rating. Not too bad, not too... Yeah, exactly, exactly. And my main influences by this, I would probably have to say Batman Beyond because Mm -hmm. I love those fighting sequences. It's a detective show, that gritty noir type. Oh, yeah. And the other show is going to be Mad Men. You're probably thinking, why Mad Men right now? I'll get into that a little bit later, but I just... The 60s-era style and all that stuff. I dig it, especially if... You're basing on Batman Beyond. That was one of my childhood loves. Yeah, yeah. That's good. And uh, my movie poster, because the movie poster was so iconic, we mm. wanted to do one today. There's a yellow fedora. There's like a, a, like gunshots on the wall, and then just gun smoke. And then it just says, The Adventures of Dick Tracy Jr. And then it goes, Crime Stops Here. I like that. I like that. That's hard. That's yeah, hard. Man. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Okay, Thank cool, you. cool. All right. Uh, it's going to be a tough act to go up to, but, you know, I'm going to do it right now. You're going to do your best, okay? Oh, yeah. All right, guys. I'm going to start with my logline and... The lives of two men, an idealistic beat cop, and a common street hood are further complicated after their involvement in Japan's biggest drug bust, which begins to unravel a larger police scandal. Rookie Dick Tracy finds it difficult to be both a cop and a good friend. And my reboot is called Tracy. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Tracy? And the genre, it's a gritty cop Yakuza film. Yakuza! Yeah. You're going, you're going. I'm, going, I'm changing it up. Japan, I'll, I'll, Japanese. I'll, once we get a little bit more story, I'll let you know how I'm changing it up. And the rating, a strong R for violence, language, and police brutality. Police brutality. And uh, just to give you guys more of how, what films I combined, uh, another action movie, Hard Boiled. Yeah, that's immediately, because when you say Yakuza, yeah. yeah John Grand Wood. Master. Fuck Another no. one, L.A. Confidential and Serpico mixed together. So that's what I'm really going for, you know? It's going to be good. I like Anna, it. I know you have a, spe- a specific time set for yours, 
but mine is more like Nolan. You know, everybody's just clean Christopher cut. Nolan. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. Like, clean cut style. It is modern looking, but it's still, there is some style elements where you're like, wait, is this from the 30s, 50s, or, you know, just clean cut. Gotcha. As far as technology goes, too, are you going to incorporate anything like that? Oh, yeah. That's yeah? coming up. But a little bit more at the end. That That's the character development, too, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. And then with my poster I came up with, because like you said, like the poster is so iconic. It's the same kind of style, black. And instead of you seeing uh, Dick Tracy in the yellow fedora, you see him in the beat cop blue. And you see the same you know, font, Tracy. And then the tagline is, he's out to get them. Fucking Mal. I like <laughs> it, dude. I like it a lot. I like that shit, man. That shit's dope. So yeah, we got yeah, dude. We got some cool ass things. Let's get to the cast. Let's get yeah, to that. Let's, dude. Do, let's go straight to it. All right, all right. So the original cast, we cannot forget them. The original cast and crew. Warren Beatty not only starred in this, he also directed it. Let's not forget about Madonna. She oh, was in this movie. Yeah. She was the nice vixen, femme fatale type. Al Pacino under all that crazy makeup. I love him. Big boy Caprice. <laughs> oh, come on, come on. I love him. I want him dead. Charlie Corsmo, like we said, he played the kid, uh, the little junior detective. Yeah. And Dustin Hoffman was in this movie. I loved he it. I Mumbles. was with Paul Ryan. Right there. What was it about you? Yeah, I, so, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I like. I was like, yo, during the movie, I was watching. I was like, yo, who is this guy? I know this guy. You know, when you're just watching it, guys, and you're like, it, it, that itch. And I had to wait till the end. I was like, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, that's yeah, perfect. Yeah. Like it was so Dustin so good, Hoffman. So good. You know? So good. And that goes with what I'm going with right <laughs> uh, now. Oh wait, the original director. Warren Beatty, the original writers, this was originally a comic book strip, and that was created by Chester Gould, but this screenplay was by Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr. Okay, now for our turn. With my cast, I'm going to go with Warren Beatty. He's reprising his old Dick Tracy. Damn. I love doing that, man. Yeah, I, no, I was that. just about to say that. He's done that before. I always do this shit, man. You're tying in the eras. That's what I feel like. As a middle-aged Dick Tracy, we have old Dick Tracy. Now we have middle-aged Dick Tracy. Shit, what We're going to have flashback sequences here, oh, bro. Oh, I like that. Bobby Cannavale from okay. Boardwalk Empire, from Mr. Robot, from... I think he was in Master of None as well. I'm feeling that crime element. You got yeah, that old-timey kind of like... He kind of has that, you know, that, that handsome, traditional yeah. style of, like, good-looking dude. And uh, he's around Tracy's age when Warren Beatty originally filmed this. Dope, dope. Melissa McCarthy as... <laughs> Mimi Mumbles. That's right. Mumbles' daughter is in this now. No. Yes, he is. Steve Buscemi. All right, now you're using your fucking head. What? That's one of my favorite. I could totally see it. You're going to do a weird character with him. I know it. His name is Johnny Boyles Caprice. Oh, what's have- happening there? Is he you'll, a brother? You'll or- find out. You'll find oh, out. Okay. And as young Dick Tracy Jr., I'm going with someone who has fighting experience in movies, great comedic timing, great actor, great fan base. He was in Spider-Man. He's filming Aww. Uncharted right now. We're going Tom Holland. You would, boy. You would do that. Whoa, that's so cool. I want to establish this series off right. So I'm being influenced by Batman, animated series. So I'm bringing some writers in there. I'm bringing Bruce Tim. I'm bringing Paul Dini. I'm bringing Alan Burnett. And I'm bringing myself because we're speaking this into existence. I'm going to speak it into existence. And I'm having... Bruce, Tim, direct the pilot. Yeah. Hell yeah, I am. He's going to set that's the tone. Dope. He's going like, to do yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. Dope. That's For those dope. of you unfamiliar with Bruce, Tim, he is the reason why Batman, the animated series, successful in the 90s, is so successful, right? Mm-hmm. He's, the, he's the OG of it. I like it. I like it. I want to see it. And I think that would be one of his first uh, live actions, right? Be sick, dude. Yeah. All right, then. So, all right, my turn. It's my turn. Now, you guys, this is ready for uh, my Tracy cast, okay? So, 
my rewriting, it's not Dick Tracy. It's not the original. He's half Asian in mine, and that's why it takes place in Japan. So mm. his name is Richido. I like that. that that's Richard in Japanese. Yeah, right? you know, so it's Richido Tracy. And for him, I, my cast is, and crew, a little unknown to more mainstream uh, moviegoers. So Tracy is being played by Ross Butler. Many of you might not have known that name or have heard it. But he plays the gray Shazam in the Shazam movie. Okay. And he's also in a Netflix PS I Love You as the main love interest. And I wanted that because I love that from Warren Beatty. He still had that, like, charismatic, you know, on-screen yeah. on presence. Yeah. For uh, Tess Trueheart, my other character that I kept from the original, uh, another unknown but still rocking it, Claudia Kim. She had a little small bits here and there, mm -hmm. uh, mainly Avengers and Dark Tower. And uh, for my main new character, Alfie, who's going to be Dick Tracy's best friend, I have Crazy Rich Asians Henry Golding. Ooh, yeah, dude. So, I had him in uh, one of my reboots. And good he was actor, in, right? Yeah, he's good. But he did uh, The Gentleman with uh, Guy Ritchie, oh, too. And he knows he knows exactly what kind of, like, feel. And uh, I, I want that, too, because he's a pretty boy, you know? So I want my character to, like, just be that pretty boy I guy. I want to be swooned by them. <laughs> Like, when I'm directing them and writing it, I just want them to be so nice. I hate you. I hate you so much. Now, uh, for my chief of police, my other main antagonist, <laughs> Kochi Tanaka. That's it's his my, name. Yeah, I love that, Tanaka. I love it. That's one of my favorite last names. And he's going to be played by legendary Takeshi Katano. I know a lot of you guys don't know, but he was in recently Ghost in the Shell, Boiling Point, Battle Royale. He's an OG. He's an OG Yakuza film badass. If you've seen him, you'd be like, yeah, that fool looks crazy. And that, like, that's what I want. You want, And he's your corrupt police yeah, officer. he's then. my corrupt police yeah. officer. Yeah. Nice. And then for my cast and crew, rounding it off, I love the visual style from the beginning. From the OG, I mean. But I didn't want to steal that idea, you know? Like, it was a lot too much, but I wanted to bring that element of certain colors being played around. So I need a director who knows that. And there's no one than Wong Kar Wai. You guys need You're to going check. Wong Kar Wai? Yeah, you got to check out his films, man. Crazy. Grandmaster 2049. Just, he can bring those colors realistically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I want. And for the writer, I'm with you, man. We're speaking this shit into existence. I'm going to speak it into existence. Half me, but I know I need somebody who can make this killer villain. That's always been, like, you know, kind of my hardest thing to do. And I'm getting South Korean director, writer Park Hoon Joon. And if you guys don't know him, it's he wrote I Saw the Devil. If you guys love Old Boy, this is on He's par a with that. Revenge ass motherfucker. Yeah, then, dude. that's kind of his writing. He did another world called a movie called New World. Yeah. Same and that's where the crime element I really want. You know, he has a cop struggling of being a cop in the system. And that's where I'm going. Production A twenty four, but I think Disney owns it. You know, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. We we found this on HBO Max. So if HBO Max owned this, yo, man, this is a this is a dope Perfect ass show. series for Perfect you guys for because it fits that whole DC universe. At least it sounds like we're both going for a darker tone. Mm -hmm. So HBO dog, hit us up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Okay, let's get to. This is gonna be a little bit different right now because I'm not sure about you. I think you're not really taking anything from the movie. Oh, as, just like a two scene, characters, right? really. That's it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the same thing too. So so because mine is a series. I'm just going to go ahead and give you a quick breakdown of the major plot points of the pilot episode and just recall the rest of the season. Okay. Let's do that really quick. The major things I'm taking from the original film, the pop art style and the prosthetic makeup. It was Love so it. wacky. Yeah. I just modernized it a little bit. So the intro scene, OG color palette. This is the death of Dick Tracy Jr. Tracy Sr.'s world collapses. He divorces Tess 
His longtime girlfriend, 25 years later, Chicago, 1966. Different color palette now. It's much darker because the whole world is grayer I and darker. Like Almost Pleasantville-esque. No, no, I like that, though. Yeah, I like yeah. it, yeah. It's the 60s-era style. You know, only a select few colors pop out. And Tracy's mm. yellow fedora is going to be one of them. So the crime is much more rampant, and he encounters an attempted burglary. And the prosthetic goons recognize him because, like, when he left, like, he's kind of like this, like, long-lost hero. It's like, oh, is Tracy coming back? And then they see the yellow fedora. It's like, they never see color anymore. It's like, oh, it's okay. Tracy, it's Tracy. And they corner him to Club Ritz. Club, I, club Ritz <laughs> from the original was like the major hotspot for all the crime bosses. That was a club. He corners him to Club Ritz. It's now stylized in kind of 60s decor. And Tracy's about to get whacked until Tom Holland's character comes in. He basically saves him. And... Jefferson Airplane is going to be playing underneath, like super serious. Don't you want somebody to love? And it's crazy ass fight sequence. Save Tracy, and from there they form a bond. You know, Holland recognizes him, and you know, after some convincing, you know, Tracy Senior finally agrees to pair up with Holland's character, who up to this point is simply known as the Teen. He's not the kid; he's the Teen. (laughs) Yeah, so 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 that that's my season. That's my pilot episode right there. It's like, yo, let's join up. It's like, okay, I agree to help you. And the rest of the season is basically Mimi, Mimi, Mimi mumbles. That's Melissa McCarthy. Mm. I loved her in this because she's funny, but she can also be a serious psychopathic villain. It fits that Tracy universe very well. Yeah, yeah. And she gets super mad. She's like, don't call me mumbles. And she gets really mad, and that's when she starts mumbling. Like when she's all like worked up. Yeah, when she's all worked up. So she has been running the empire since Tracy left. Steve Buscemi's character, he's the brother of Big Boy Caprice, and he's coming back to take what's his. All right, now you're using your fucking head. So a gang war happens, and Tracy and Tracy Jr. are stuck in the middle. They're trying to solve the crime and, and make sure the city is uh, is good. Mm. And then the season ends with the teen getting his nickname, Tracy Jr., and he gets his yellow fedora. You have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Dope, dope, fucking clean. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's a nice-ass show. I want to see it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, guys. So I'm going to let you guys. I'm with Mowgli. It was just... We just cut it off. I only have two main characters. Dick Tracy and Miss Trueheart are the only originals that I kept from from the OG. So, again, remember, this is an origin story of Dick Tracy before he gets his iconic yellow fedora. Side note, real quick, side quest. We were so tempted to do a porno universe because Dick Tracy is such a good name, dude. It's like We were like, oh, should we should we redo this in Boogie Nights or not? But, no, but we couldn't. All right, side quest. Okay. All right, so this is before his iconic yellow fedora and suit. So by the time we start the story, Dick is just a common beat cop, you know, and we start seeing his friend Alfie, who's a common street hood, and they both look out for each other. But things start conflicting because Tracy is a police officer, and and here is his best friend doing petty crimes, but he doing her rat shit. Yes, but I wanted to do her rat stuff for my friend. Hood rat stuff, you know, and. Dick puts his job on the line, too, because sometimes he lets them slide. So that's going to be the main backbone of the story. I like that. I like that. It's that, you know, because Tracy in the original, he was all about, there was no in-between. Yeah, so mine is like he's still dealing with that until the end. That's when he becomes, there is black and white, and it doesn't matter who's doing it. Like, there is justice. You have to do that. I like that. You know? So they, they, they help each other here and there because the way Tracy is moving up is because Alfie knows so much of the street life that he funnels information to... To, it's kind of like the, out, the informant you know? kind of type. Yeah, it's like, it's hey, man, buddy, I'll, you know? I'll, give you a little, I'll give you a little scoop right here. Go, yeah, go. But he's not doing an informant status. He's doing this as my buddy. You know, like, hey, here, I'm in this career. This is here because it helps him too, you know? Yeah. But inadvertently, one day, Tracy finds himself randomly into a huge drug bust, the biggest in Japan's history. And in the middle of the drug bust, he sees Alfie. 
and he's surprised. Then he sees four other cops that he knows on the force. And again, now he's judged again, what do I do? So he decides to make the decision. He lets Alfie go, but he arrests the other cops mm. to at least keep his conscience at least semi-right. He couldn't let everybody go. So then Dick tries to end his life with Alfie. He's like, yo, I did this big thing he for you. Ties yeah, with him. he tries to. He doesn't really do it, but he tries to. And now we see the inner workings of who's Detective Tracy going to be. He starts investigating this crime, investing the ones he stops, and he starts to see that the chief of police, Tanaka, might possibly be a Yakuza boss. Oh, he's a real you know? bad boy. Yeah, you know, so he it might be the him. You know? So we find out that Alfie and the chief of police have been in cohorts together, and Dick Tracy finally makes it. He has to figure it out. So this is where the huge accent and set piece comes in. The hard-boiled inspired. The chief of police sends in his other corrupt cops and trying to get with it, but no, not Dick Tracy. He's ingenious. You know, he's shooting out, taking people out. He takes out all the other cops, you know, but doesn't kill them. You know, he doesn't kill them. He just suspends all of them right there. But then the last three of them are left together. I have it that he easily beats Tanaka. And the major battle is going to be Alfie. Alfie. That's where you're going to hear that. I want a bombastic tone, you know, like something smooth, but at the same time, like, you know, like, because this is the end. This is two brothers fighting against each other. Yeah. And we just have an epic martial arts battle. And this is where Dick Tracy puts all his anger. And this is where he decides to really change. He starts brutally beating Alfie and starts mashing up his face. Like, Fight like, club status. Fight club, like just breaking it. And then we go into a montage at the end. The chief of police and Alfie are now in jail. Dick Tracy is now getting a promotion. And he is becoming the infamous detective Dick Tracy we know. And in the scene... We have the last scene. I have Alfie entering prison. So him and the other prisoner goes at it, and he messes up the other prisoner. Blood everywhere. He gets back up. He looks at the rest of the cafeteria, and he's like, does anybody else have a problem here? And one prisoner just goes, nah, big boy, you're good. Oh. And then he ends with big boy. And that's for my little side for people who know Dick Tracy. He is the other main villain in the original story. Big Boy was played by Al Pacino, Al Pacino. in this. He's so this is a what? Double origin story of the criminal and the hero, Dick Tracy, how they were all linked at once. Oh, my God. That's a, that's a nice-ass reveal the, right there. The film ends with Dick Tracy asking Trueheart to finally go on a date. And while they're walking his last patrol, his last time, they stop in the window, a window at a shop. And what do they see in that window? I have some, I have an idea, an inkling. A, a certain color might be there. They see a bright yellow fedora and suit, and that's where my story ends. And it ends. I up, like the ending. Yeah, I like that ending. Is sick, dude. And that little reveal there. So Alfie and Dick Tracy were both friends, and now Alfie is the crime boss, big boy, and then that's the prequel to Dick Tracy. Yeah. Whoa. Fuck yeah, dude. Both of these stories are solid as hell, dude. Oh I want to see yours. I want to you like see mine. That, that sounds yeah. like, a, and especially HBO produced. Come on. Like, yeah. That's, and I love Batman Beyond. So just that. That tone. That, oh, that did that I talk father about. father kind of yeah. son dynamic, you yes, know? Yes, yes, yes. Did I talk about Bobby Cannavale? And yeah, his you, role and I like that flashback? too. I thought that was deformed. I haven't seen that yet, but I like that kind of casting. Not trying to de-age, you know, or. So what I was going to do with that, though, with Bobby Cannavale is. When I mentioned Mad Men, I was going to have those flashback sequences because that's what I really loved about Mad Men. I love Don like Draper's past mystique. Life. Yeah, his past life. So those past 
flashback sequences, that's where I'm going to have Bobby there, and, and he's going to be like, uh, you're going to see what happens to life after him and how he dealt with his dealt grieving with it, yeah. process of, of losing Tess and the kid. I like that because you could develop that more in way of a TV show because you know how in movies they give like little flashbacks and yeah. it's like, oh, that's kind of cheesy here and yeah, there, but yeah, you, know, no. you could develop that in a show. I agree, I agree, and that's why I went for that. Oh my goodness, we're running out of time, and look at that. <laughs> yeah, we're right out of the cusp Okay, of the well, quick reboot recap. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead, man. Okay, so my reboot is called The Adventures of Dick Tracy Jr. It is a TV series starring Tom Holland, Bobby Cannavale, Melissa McCarthy, and Steve Buscemi. It is inspired by Batman Beyond and Mad Men. It's going to have a lot of dark tones. It's going to have a lot of cool fighting sequences like Batman, and it's going to be visually a little bit similar to what the original Dick Tracy was. Just the color palette is going to be a little bit different. And uh, yeah, it's uh, TV 14. It's a crime. It's a thriller. It's a little bit of a psychedelic. And yeah, pick it up. I like it. All right, guys, before you go, here is mine. Wong Kar Wai presents Tracy. And it's just an origin story of our favorite character, Dick Tracy, but set in Japan. And it's essentially a brother story and how two brothers could branch off into completely different lives. One being a criminal and one being for justice. Yeah, dude. And it's just a hard R. It's a Yakuza cop film. That's dope. I like that shit, dude. And that's going to conclude today's episode of Reboot. We hope you had a blast listening. If you did... Feel free to subscribe to wherever you listen to us. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate a five-star rating. I'm trying to make these movies into real life, yo. I'm going to speak it into existence. And the first step is rating us five stars so we can get more publicity. That would be very greatly appreciated. Questions, comments, or anything you want to go ahead and let us know, email us at malvinmogley at gmail.com. One more thing, follow us on social media, will ya? At malv underscore n underscore mogley. We'll see you on the next episode of... Reboot. I'm looking for general. What do I got? Foot soldiers. I want him tracing dead. <laughs>